I'm Sandra Tyler, and you're listening to Black, 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 Black Exposed on 98.5 CKWR. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Sean Jones from Inessence. Here to perform, friend of mine, please welcome Inessence. Black R&B soul singer and songwriter Sean Jones. You claim that you're nothing but trouble, baby. You may recognize Sean Jones as part of the infamous R&B group In Essence. Shortly after meeting with funk master Flex in New York City, they released the single. Sean Jones later embarked on a solo career. I've been singing for around 20 years, first with the Juno Award-winning group In Essence, and when that group broke up, I decided to go solo. Since then, I've made albums, I've toured the world, but I now have a residency at a place called Casa Loma in downtown Toronto. The thing I love most about being a Canadian artist and the Canadian music scene right now is that it just feels like it's, it's buzzing everywhere. It feels like the entire world is talking about us. We've always had great artists. Always had great artists. There's no doubt about that. But right now, I mean, it's like the weekend. We got Bieber. We got Drake. There's a spotlight that's on Canada, and everyone is talking about it. Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm Sean Jones. Stay tuned for my interview, Black Exposed, Black Exposed, with, with Sandra Tyler. Yeah. Canada's illest yeah. DJ. It's a whole lot of superstars up in here tonight. Yo, let me set this off, man. This young humper nigga. Check this out. What? I'm in here for DJ all double. I'm, I'm Sandra Tyler, and you're listening to Black, 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 Black Exposed on 98.5 CKWR. Welcome to Black Exposed with Sandra Tyler, KW's first and Canada's only show on primetime FM radio with black content and all black Canadian music. Co-hosting with me tonight and next week is black Canadian music icon Sean Jones from the legendary multi-award winning group In Essence. He gives us the scoop inside being signed to world producer Funkmaster Flex, the rise and fall of In Essence, launching his solo career, Death Row Records, Drake, and his residency at Casa Loma in Toronto. Since Sean Jones hails from Hamilton, Ontario, I thought I'd pass the torch to another Hamilton Black emerging artist, Juno nominee Black Orchid. She's this week's Artist Spotlight. Tonight's interview music bed is Sean Jones' Weekend Lover from his album Weekend Lover, which is out now on all streaming platforms. And firing up your Tuesday all-Black Canadian drive-home street mix is DJ R Double. Featuring songs from, in essence, Sean Jones, Big Sprocks, and a sneak peek at DJ R Double's new mix with Thrust OG, Lendor, Donny Quest, Spade, S, Ozzy, Frankenstein, and Too Bright, another Hamilton native. For a complete list of tonight's street mix, check out R Double on your socials. I'm Sandra Tyler, and the Black Exposed Drive Home Street Mix starts now. This is how we're gonna do this Girl, it's up for you to choose I can treat you like a queen, baby Wanna make all your dreams come true Flying to Paris or to London Just to sweep you off your feet Baby, that's only the beginning Like you are a rival 
Jacket sleeves floating with the train. You are now in the mix with Kenneth Gillis DJ. Illuminati told me I'ma die if I ain't standing six feet away. Mask off, serving 30 rock like I'm Tina Fey. John Lake was jacket sleeves floating with the train. This Carlitos way, chipping like Frito Lay, tripping like my passport stamp. Y'all niggas need to pray the hasty market. Hurry up and buy, y'all niggas need to pay. I room room when I skirt, skirt. In and out the rain, bending corners like origami and Okinawa. Now I'm on another level, like a nigga just found a glitch, moving like a game G. But this ain't 96, I used to want 90 bricks Now I want a fucking boat Kick a pair of shorties out my crib, I could've fucked them both White girl, girl, Mix the pole rhymes with pieces like Vegas Soda, soda, soda Tina Fey, Tina Fey, Tina Fey, Tina Fey, Tina Fey, Tina Fey, DJR Double Exclusive Black Exposed on 98.5 CKWR Tell him never mind, I'm the man 
there's mannequin panicking I'm schizophrenic, climbing up higher only to land again I don't inspire race, but I'm risen over the sand with it The hourglass I'm handling, hold the rope, I'm demanding it The Pope is not as holy as me, he's only been standing it I write this poetry and it goes with meaning, I am the end You hear the trumpets blowing and feeling ample to ambient It's the apple from the tree, just the serpent deceiving man I'm polite on record, in real life I'm a weapon I duct tape you and your wife in the trunk butt naked I just choose to live right, to erase transgression I'm no stranger in danger, both Phil Smith blessing I don't do no lip boxing, respect it or check it Each one teach one for the madness, that's the method My reach for peace from NC to New Mecca Pour some sugar all over your sweet head You deaf leper with some fava beans, Hannibal Lecker You need pepper, you a recipe for cold brew tea My past checker Politely put, you might get choked and poked, hooked and roped, tied up, whipped and choked. The shadow man, I wear darkness like a cloak. My chick's the witch, I'm black, Philip, I'm the goat. Y'all be bitching and crying and throwing tantrums. Show up at random, move like a phantom. Listen, you don't wanna clash in the battle. Wreck your whole set, disappear in the shadows. Uh. I tried to say it as politely as possible. Yeah. But talking dirty all night, it's exhaustible. I came, I saw, I conquered them obstacles. Been hostile towards a couple of constables. This niche is unstoppable And I expect nothing less than perfection uh, Get a taste of the greatness Yes, you see your feeling Levitate the heights Way beyond the ceiling What's the reason for greatness? Is it really growing? Looking for a place Adding on to the story Frank Estino hey, I hold the mic in my hand Like it was the last night on the planet Hip-hop is a relation I never take for granted And when she comes over Put your head on my shoulder Some things you understand, dog Only when you're old Politely put, I'm the man with verses So well hung Rap Feature to my voice is horse and I sell some Leaping over your bars to question is it equestrian My quest for greatness questions your reason to questioning In my heyday with stable holding my own In my field of dreams I graze with a flow in my dome Till I refined it Now I press play and rewind it In my heyday with stable holding my own In my field of dreams I graze with a flow in my dome Till I refined it Now I press play and rewind it Drop a flame, it's okay that you gotta ask him why Pac and Big aren't the same I'm ashamed for most of these rappers 
rappers, the bars are wholly just lame My bars are filled with feelings that really live inside my brain What I'm dealing with is suicidal thoughts It's costing me a life I never lived, it's all I got Rapping is a passion, please don't act like you forgot me I'm rocky almost never, but today you couldn't stop me Today you should just step in front of the bullet at top speed Better hold it, knowing only where they're going, not bleed I'm falling cold, it's no one ever be, cause they just not me It's evident I am ever sent a being who's godly The wolves that I bet to make the sentiments to the top G I'm glad you're out of prison, you've written only the problem Yo, yo, this goes out to my real life crew Put your hands up in the air if you feel me Do it all day, do it all night Take off all your clothes Yo, this goes out to my real life crew Put your hands up in the air if you feel me Do it all day, do it all night Take off all your clothes This goes out to my real life crew Put your hands up in the air if you feel me Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm Sean Jones. Stay tuned for my interview, Black Exposed, Black Exposed with Sandra Tyler. Welcome back to Black Exposed with Sandra Tyler. That was the all-black Canadian drive-home street mix with legendary DJ R Double. Tonight's Black Exposed artist spotlight is Hamilton's own Black Orchid. A three-time Juno nominee, songwriter, producer, and multi-instrumentalist. She's collaborated with the godfather of Canadian hip-hop, Maestro Fresh Wes. She's worked with Juno nominee Chelsea Stewart, legendary producer Sly Dunbar, and dancehall superstar Red Rat. Black Orchid is the founder and sample curator of That's a Dope Sample. And beyond her collaborations, Black Orchid has emerged as a trailblazer in the realm of Web3 and music NFTs. You can find her on IG and Twitter at I am Black Orchid and I am Black Orchid 1 on TikTok. This is Black Orchid Man Eater on Black Exposed 98.5 CKWR. She wears black fishnets and switches her hips side to side when she walks. Sticks and skinny stilettos and sex in her voice when she talks. All the fellas in town know about till you see. But they are scared. For on her blood when she hunts for a lover to kill and devour. This is what they call us. She's a man But her eyes, they will turn you to stone She lurks in the shadows and watches to pounce on you when you're alone She doesn't care for the men that she hurts, you see Cause she runs revenge So take heed of my story, my friend Cause the man-eater is she and me She's a man-eater Jones will confuse and will blind you, she's a man. 
is Mark Cole, and you're listening to Black Exposed with Sandra Tyler. Black Exposed is Canada's first and only show on primetime FM radio with black content and all black Canadian music. You can hear Black Exposed every Tuesday at 6 p.m. You can find me on my socials at Sandra Tyler and at Black Exposed 98.5 CKWR. Stream live on CKWR.com and stream after on Spotify, YouTube, Podbeam, and most other streaming services. I'm David Concox, and you're listening to The Black Exposed with Sandra Tyler. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Sean Jones from In Essence. Here to perform friend of mine. Please welcome In Essence. Black R&B soul singer and songwriter Sean Jones. You claim that you're nothing but trouble, baby. You may recognize Sean Jones as part of the infamous R&B group In Essence. Shortly after meeting with funk master Flex in New York City, they released the single. Sean Jones later embarked on a solo career. I've been singing for around 20 years, first with the Juno Award-winning group In Essence, and when that group broke up, I decided to go solo. Since then, I've made albums, I've toured the world, but I now have a residency at a place called Casa Loma in downtown Toronto. The thing I love most about being a Canadian artist and the Canadian music scene right now is that it just feels like it's, it's buzzing everywhere. It feels like the entire world is talking about us. We've always had great artists, always always had great artists there's no doubt about that but right now i mean it's like the weekend we got bieber we got drake there's a spotlight that's on canada and everyone is talking about it co-hosting with me tonight is legendary black r&b soul singer and songwriter sean jones welcome to black exposed sean thank you very much for having me that was uh, quite the intro wow i learned something about myself i guess i forget i forget a lot of those years they're like a blur <laughs> oh, I remember them all. Sean, how does it feel to be coined one of the sexiest men in Black Canadian music? Uh, I didn't know that that was a thing, but um, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I feel good. I feel like uh, I've kept myself in shape and whatnot. But honestly, none of that stuff really matters to me. I'll, I'll be honest to you. Like, I've just seen, I've peeked behind the curtain too many times of this whole entire fame thing. And... You know, people say I'm good looking or whatever, sexiest this and that. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I take you all with a grain of salt. I am I am humbled. I am very grateful for all of it. You were a part of, in essence, guys are trailblazers. Even Drake said you guys are legends. I think you're the first R&B group of its kind in Canada. Tell me about who inspired you as a musician and how did you get that itch? How did you know? I didn't really know. Um, I was, was interested in music from a young age I and performing, I guess. I mean, I took tap dance in school, uh, believe it or not and I also play trumpet I played trumpet for for many years I was like first chair um, I was good at that but I was never really interested in performing per se you know the first album that I ever bought was actually a band called White Snake rock pop rock band uh, back in the 80s and the song that got me was here I go again on my own jam, jam, going down the only road I've ever known that was the jam and I bought a guitar literally at the age of like eight to try and do this like I was like yes I'm this is rock I, I love this it wasn't until ninth grade that things changed I mean 
I had been singing around the house and whatnot, but I wasn't I wasn't all that interested in that. And even in eighth grade, actually, I had come up on a couple friends and they wanted to form a singing group. And so we started, but it never actually amounted to absolutely anything. I didn't really care. But in ninth grade, I was a young man who was in search of attention from ladies and I had no idea how to get it. I was very, very shy. And I was in French class and a young lady behind me, Anita Hines, heard me humming. And she said, Miss Priolo, Sean can sing. And Miss Priolo said, Sean, come up to the front of the class and sing. And I have no idea to this day why I did it. I tell the story all the time, real story. I went up to the front of the class and my stomach was churning. My knees were literally shaking. And I sang uh, The Kissing Game by High Five, the chorus of it. And every girl in that room just went, and that was it. I looked out, I was like, this is how it happens. Oh, this is the attention. This is how it works. And I swear that's what started me off on this entire adventure because I would go into the into the lunchroom and girls would be passing by. Sean, I heard you can sing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, well, sing something. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay, well, what do you want to hear? What do you want to hear? What do you want to hear? It was just like every day was that. And I became that guy. Um, but it morphed into something more when I met um, a gentleman named Michael Pope who went to another school and he had heard about me and he had actually formed a group with another guy, but that guy fell off. And so it was just me and him. And we would go around and we'd sing um, at a certain place. I can't remember what the name of the spot was. And then we met up with the other three who had a singing group as well in another school, but they had just lost two of their members. So they were looking for a couple members. They heard about Michael and Michael said, well, yeah, well, I'm singing with this guy, Sean. We all met up one day at Michael's house and we started battling back and forth. They would sing something, we would sing something. And that was it. That's how, in essence, came together. We picked a name, uh, someone saw it in a dream and that was it. We, uh, we became, in essence, um, the rest of the story is the rest of the story. First of all, a few things. I played the trumpet in school. My first album was White Snake. <laughs> oh, really? Shut <laughs> up! No <laughs> way! <laughs> yeah, uh, there was something about them. They just didn't sound like the regular rock band. Like, they had soul. I, I can't yes. explain it. You know, my sister, I have an older sister who... So I was born in Etobicoke, we moved to Montreal, and then we moved to Saudi Arabia for five and a half years. And so the international school over there only goes up to grade eight. So after grade eight, you have to come back here and do boarding school. So my sister actually came back here and did boarding school, and I was still in Saudi Arabia with my parents. And she would send me back, all of a sudden she was getting all these influences, right? She was like all this hip hop and R&B, because over there, we lived on a Canadian compound, and there was only like maybe four or five other black families. So, you know, I was loving Michael Jackson. I was listening to uh, George Michael Faith. That was like a big thing. I remember being in a, in a gymnasium at a dance and Faith is on. Faith, and we're all in a circle and we're dancing. I remember that. I was a skateboarder uh, and loved to BMX. So I was, I was listening to like, like I said, like, you know, White Snake. I think Guns N' Roses was out at that time. In Excess, uh, Depeche Mode, Duran Duran. Like it was very... I I had a wide, wide range of stuff that I was actually listening to. Uh, but my sister would go come back and she like sent me 
Kumodi. Kumodi and Big Daddy Kane, Levert. Like I had never heard Levert before. She sent me Levert. Um, what was the song? I am not your Casanova. Me and Romeo ain't never been friends. That, dude, that touched my heart. Like I was listening to that over and over and over. Key Sweat. Woo! I wanna, dun, dun, dun. I want that baby. I wanna, dun, dun. give it, give it, give it. Oh, that, that's what started to get me into like real R&B and, you know, soul. And I mean, my parents had played Marvin Gaye and all that stuff. Al Green, Otis Redding, These Arms of Mine by Otis Redding. I think my parents still have the 45 of that. I remember that being rinsed all the time. But I think when my sister started sending back that, that R&B stuff, I think that's when things started to click a little bit for me. And I was just like, oh, I really, I really like that. But I was still digging. Like I came back here and I was still skateboarding too. Guns N' Roses and whoever the hell else was was out. When I got back here at the age of 11, I was considered a nerd because school over there, you're almost, you're way ahead, actually. So I came back here and I was just sitting in class like, yeah, my work is done. Like, And they, they, they like titled me a gifted student. I wasn't really gifted per se. I mean, I'm a smart, I was a smart kid, but I, I had already just done the work. So I got put into these like gifted classes and that alienated me from the other kids. Not to mention the fact that, you know, I'm a black kid skateboarding, listening to heavy metal music. When I get back here in Saudi Arabia, everyone's congregating together. You get back here, all of a sudden it's like the black kids are with the black kids. The white kids yeah. are with the, the rockers, the skateboarders. Everyone has their like little thing. And I'm kind of in the middle like, yeah, but I'm black and I like rock and I'm, I'm, I like rap too. and. I did not fit in worth it. It was a tough time, but sports is what kind of melded me with everyone. Cause I, like I said, I was a tall kid. I was fast. Um, I could play basketball and that's what made me kind of cool. It's like, yeah, we want Sean on our team, you know, like let's put Sean in, on, in the track and the, on the relay. And that's kind of what got me going. Do you remember the lineup outside Bunch Music? Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Women were fainting on the side of the corner, 299 Queen Street. I saw the lineup for Madonna and it was just almost as long as Madonna's, my friend. It was nuts. And it was like this everywhere you guys went. So now you're doing it again in your music career. You're like, OK, I got the swagger in my grade school. Now I got the swagger, but in the masses. In essence, never had an easy ride. And I kind of want to get into that. So in essence, New York, Funk Master Flex, Ghetto Concept, BMG, Wide Awake Entertainment. Well, in essence, um, we had done some stuff in Toronto. I have to give it up to the guys in the group because especially like Oba and, and Andrew, because those guys really wanted it. They, they really, really wanted it. They saw the vision. They wanted the fame. I was literally planning on becoming a lawyer and going to York University like and that's that was my that was my plan so I was like this is cool you know get some chicks get some ass it's, I, I love it this is wonderful but if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but those guys were like no 
we ended up doing a video. Uh, we ended up recording a song called Turnaround, which is, yeah, if you listen to that song and the video, it's actually quite interesting. <laughs> Turn around on the ground, ass up, face down. Da, 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 da. I can't believe we actually wrote this and recorded that and made a video of that. Like, anyways, it happened. Those guys had heard about a music conference in New York City, a Vibe Music Conference. And for anyone who's listening that is young, Vibe used to, Vibe Magazine used to be the magazine for R&B and hip hop. Like you wanted every single edition that came out every month, you wanted to grab that thing because the covers were great and the articles and the interviews were just amazing. And it was just an insight into the life of R&B, especially in the United States. And so they would hold a music conference. The guys in the essence were like, yo, we need to go to that music conference. We need to get a whole bunch of packages and we need to hand them out to everybody. So we got pictures taken. We went to the studio. We recorded like three or four songs. We made like a demo and we decided to drive to New York City. Oba's um, aunt or grand aunt lived there. And so we were able to stay at her place and then decided we were going to go to the Manhattan Center because that's where the, the conference, like the big portion of the conference was happening and there was all kinds of like booths and whatnot. But it's $500 per ticket to get into the Vibe Music Conference. Per ticket. And we got five guys and we got no money. But these guys wanted it. They saw that people were coming out with lanyards around their neck. And I don't know where we got our lanyards. I don't know if people were throwing them away or what the deal was, but we ended up getting five lanyards. And we waited till the security guard, the person at the door was distracted a little bit. And we all just walked through, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. And just like, like flash a lanyard. And we all got in. Every single one of us got in. It was, so we get inside and we're handing out a whole bunch of you know, packages to everybody. And you know, at that point we're like, okay, cool. We've, and I can't remember who we, because we did run into somebody else. But we were like, okay, we're done here. Funkmaster Flex is holding a DJ competition at some place in deeper New York City. Let's go to that and we'll hand we'll hand the package to him. So we get there early. There's a crowd out there. Everyone's waiting for, you know, trying to get in and there's a crowd waiting for Flex and we just catch up on the corner and we like have a ghetto blaster and we start playing our music. And we're just there. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know. And this guy comes up and he's like, hey, who is that? And we're like, yeah, that's us. That's us, you know, beating our chest. That's us. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. So then all of a sudden we see a crowd coming down the street and it's Flex with his entourage. And we go and we hand, uh, someone goes and hands Flex package. Little did we know that when Flex walks in the building, he just hands the package back to the guy who was on the street that asked us who the f we were. That guy was Paul Knotts. Paul Knotts was Flex's manager, right hand man. And so Paul goes home, opens up the package, listens to it, sees the video, calls us up and he says, oh, saw the package. He's like, I want to invite you to, to the tunnel. The tunnel was this legendary hip hop space in New York City. It was where every massive hip hop star went because Funkmaster Flex was the person to break every single hip hop artist at that time. If he played you on Hot 9-7, you were gone. Like, that's it. Done. You're good to go. All the hip hop artists would go there. So we got invited to the tunnel on a Sunday night. Anyways, we ended up meeting Flex and we met Paul and he's like, you know what? I like your stuff, guys. You know, why don't you come 
come by the office tomorrow. And we're like, okay, dope. We'll come by the office. We go by the office and basically, you know, him and Flex are like, listen, we want to manage you guys. We had like the backing of Flex and Paul was like our day-to-day guy. Funkmaster Flex wanted to manage you. Considering you guys swiped, I don't know how you got them, but Destiny or something, you got those five passes. <laughs> I mean, I don't yep, know, your yep. Destiny is on this like railroad to like success. You notice I'm noticing this trend. Yes. And this happened, yes, how long yes. were you in New York for? Oh, this was like less than a week. Like literally like okay. we, we weren't there. We were just going to be there for the conference. Like, and the conference was just over the weekend. So, you know. So why don't you, why don't you give our emerging listeners just a little bit of a background you and i both know but coming from you who is funk master flex funk master flex is like this legendary dj like i said in new york city he played on a station called hot 97 which was at the time and it might still be the hottest radio station in new york and in terms of like music the spaces where music was coming out of it was la like new york atlanta but new york was massively important and funkmaster flex was like the godfather of all the djs across the united states of america he was the guy that everybody looked up to and he broke records literally broke records if he played your record i kid you not you were off and running and record labels everyone would rush to him to try and get him to play that song on hot 97 and i like he had a special time during the rush hour thing and i can't remember what it was called but like that's where he would like play these records and that's where you would get broken for us to be like in that space and for them to say wow we want to actually manage you it seemed like all we got to do is get a record now he'll play it boom we're good to go like we're all and running we we could have asked for more so paul knotts is our day-to-day guy and you know he's like okay with flex's heavy hand he calls up every single record label to come and see us do a showcase we're not talking about just like a and r execs whatever we're talking about presidents vice presidents who literally came with contracts with them because Funkmaster Flex is co-signing it must be good it's got to be good we want a piece of this and I mean at that time you know people are getting signed and with like million dollar bonuses it's a completely different time nowadays nobody wants to give you an advance right and you gotta come with a million plus followers and all that for them to even be like yeah we'll take you but we're just gonna be a 360 deal and we're gonna take money off of everything that you do for the rest of your life yeah but we're not really gonna give you any money anyway we just want it all back then it was like now we're gonna groom you we're gonna put you in the studio with the absolute best we're gonna put together a record and here's and by the way here's like five hundred thousand dollars for you guys to get started there you go so we have all of this set up for us right and we have been doing small gigs like we opened up for for busta in new york city who else do we open up for there was a couple things that we did that same week and we were, we were feeling good. But that night, 
We gave the worst performance ever. It was just bad. I don't know what it was. It was overconfidence. A lot of it was overconfidence because we just didn't sound as good as we needed to sound. We thought that we were better than we were. And then there was just underperformance. Every single record label exec walked out of that room at the end and didn't say shit. Didn't offer nothing. Nothing. Except I would later find out one of them said, I'll take the tall guy, which it was me. I'll take him. And Paul was like, no, 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 they're a group. They're going to wow. stick together. I didn't hear, I did not know about this until much, much later. It's crazy, right? Guess who that guy was? That guy was, um, I think his name is, is KG from Naughty by Nature. They used to be with Naughty by Nature or so, I guess they're still together, who actually ended up producing Jaheem. Wow. So that's what he was looking for. He was looking for Jaheem. He saw me and was like, yeah, I want that guy. But it ended up not being me because Paul was like, no, we're going to keep it as a group. And then he went out and he found Jaheem. See, look at that. Jaheem, your second best. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking, Jaheem. How did uh, Funkmaster Flex, like, did he have a discussion with you after that performance? Funkmaster Flex was just in the background. He was just a heavy hand that was co-signing. After that, we didn't really hear from him. Like, really. They handed us a bunch of hip-hop beats, right? And they were like, right to this. And no one had ever done that. At that time, there was no R&B groups that were writing to, to hip-hop beats. And so we wrote to a whole bunch of shit, like all kinds of like hip hop beats, obviously, because Funk Master Flex is a hip hop DJ. And one of those beats was The Quiet Storm by Mob Deep. And we wrote a song called You'll Never Find. You will never find another love life. Ah. You will never find another love life. Over the, over the mob. Yeah, it was a smash. Like we toured the States on that song, right? We went to Miami. We went to Connecticut. We were in New York. We were in, did we go out to California? Like we, we're going places with that song. It was, and it was on the Funkmaster Flex's 90 Minutes of Volume 4. And that's what kind of led Paul to be like, okay, we're ready. Let's get all these execs together. Let's do a showcase. The song is a hit. In fact, if you were in New York City right now, I guarantee you, if you go to like some old school club, you might actually hear that it's still playing because it's literally, it's iconic. At the beginning of the song, we say, I was at 233 in White Plains, BM. 233rd in White Plains was literally where we were staying in New York City when we went to that Vibe Music Conference. And, and everyone knows that. Shit. Like, people will sing that to you. I kid you not to this day. So we went back to Canada. We were defeated. And uh, and Paul didn't know what to do at that point because <laughs> he just called in every single person who was supposed to sign us and give us money. And we just stuck. Like, what? he's just like, I don't know what to do at this point. We get back here as luck would have it. A group called, a hip hop group called Ghetto Concepts uh, has a song and they need someone to sing on the on the hook of the song and I think they had reached out to Glenn Lewis to do it but either he didn't want to do it or just didn't have the time to do it so they ended up calling us to actually sing the hook on it I can't remember what the name of the song is but we sang this we sang the hook on the song it sounded great and they were gonna shoot a video and they wanted us to be in the video so we're like cool yeah let's go to the video at the video shoot uh, ghetto concept was actually signed to BMG and at the video shoot, we meet the president and vice president 
of BMG. Lisa's a bit new and Keith Proteus. They're in this alleyway and we see Chris Smith, who was managing Nelly Furtado at the time. Still does, actually. And Chris Smith, uh, for those of you who don't know, is like still one of like the best uh, managers, you know, around. But he was definitely like the best Canadian manager at the time, especially for like R&B, hip hop. Like he was on top of the world. And we're like, oh, well, I think at that point we had kind of like drifted off from Paul because Paul was like, I don't know what to do with you guys anymore. <laughs> so, so we were looking for management and we went up to Chris first and we were like, hey, you know, can you manage us? Da, da, da. And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of busy right now, blah, blah, blah. But what a good manager would do is introduce you to the president and vice president of BMG. So he went, took us over and introduced us in this alleyway and struck up a conversation with Lisa and Keith. And, you know, they're like, oh, you know, what do you do? We're, you know, we're singing group, blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, sing something. And we had been practicing our asses off at that point because, you know, we didn't want this to happen again. So we hit a harmony and started singing. And they were like, okay, they saw the vision. So the next day we were in the offices of BMG and we were talking about signing a licensing deal with BMG. And that's how that started. They funded the making of our first album called The Master Plan. The first single off of that was a song called I.E. Who that, who that, I.E., I.E., coming, coming for all to see. So yeah, that was on the radio. Everybody was loving that. We went to Cuba. We filmed a video for that. <laughs> like, this is the days when, you know, money was just flying. Like, they flew us out to Cuba. We shot this video. It was, it was absolutely gorgeous. We did another song um, called Friend of Mine, which garnered us a lot of attention because it was kind of like this crossover R&B kind of crossed with rock type thing that nobody had ever really done before. And that garnered us a lot of attention as well. Um, and we ended up winning uh, a Much Music Video Award. And because of those two things and the album, we ended up winning uh, the Juno for R&B Soul Recording of the Year in, in, at the 2004 Junos in Edmonton. And you guys actually got to perform on the Sunday show. Dude, at that, at that time, yes. That was like to be a, a black artist performing on the televised show because normally, you know, they've got the Saturday Awards, which isn't televised, and normally they give all that shit out. But on the Sunday, they actually handed out our award, and we won, and we got to perform prime time for everybody. It was like one of the first times, I think, that that had ever, ever happened. We were on top of the world. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Sean Jones from Inessence. Stay tuned for part two of my interview, Black Exposed with Sandra Tyler. We did a full-on showcase for L.A. Reef. They actually were like, they came to me and they were like, this is Guy Drake, you know what I mean? Should we sign him? People did think oh, yeah. I was signed to Death Row Records. Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm Sean Jones. Coming up next is Weekend Lover from my album, Weekend Lover, from Black Exposed with Sergeant Taylor. And the more I looked away, the more I found you. And the more I turned, the more you were around me. All that I could see was you. All that I could see was you. Oh, baby. And the more you smile, the more my mind went faster And the way you moved, I could not leave without you All I really wanted was you All I really wanted was you 
spell on me, baby Must have put a spell on my heart Never gave a second thought about love Didn't know I was about to start Wasn't looking for anything more than An innocent rendezvous Easy come, easy go, baby Girl, I don't is Canada's first and only show on Primetime FM Radio with black content and all black Canadian music. You can hear Black Exposed every Tuesday at 6 p.m. You can find me on my socials at Sandra Tyler and at Black Exposed 98.5 CKWR. Stream live on CKWR.com and stream after on Spotify, YouTube, Podbeam, and most other streaming services. Welcome back to Black Exposed with Sandra Tyler.
Tyler. That was Sean Jones. Coming up next, new music from Zochi, the Afrobeat queen of Canada, who's opening up for Nigerian superstar Bad Boy Tims, known for his hit song Loading featuring Olamide. They're performing July 29th at Vibes Lounge in Regina, Saskatchewan. This is Samurai Champs, Desani, featuring Zochi on Black Exposed 98.5 CKWR. So my message I would say for anybody watching, especially the next generation, is know that you are actually laying in the pages of history. <laughs> hey, what's up? It's your girl, Miss Julie Black, and this is my Juno moment. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, what was that? Snow got that tie. Come a long way though. I remember being there like, none of us ever dreamed that we would even get national recognition. Though it was tight as a bathing suit, never thought, ever. Yeah man, big up. I'm Sandra Tyler and you're listening to Black, 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 Black Exposed on 98.5 CKWR. That's it for tonight's Black Exposed. Special thanks to Sean Jones for co-hosting. He's going to be here next Tuesday as well. We're going to chat about In Essence Reunion at Drake's OBO Festival, his residency at Casa Loma, and much more. That's next Tuesday. If you want to catch Sean Jones perform live at his residency at Casa Loma, he's there every Tuesday night 
until August 29th. The show will blow your mind. Go to castleloma.ca slash project slash soul in the city for tickets and details. Thanks to Black Exposed resident DJ internationally acclaimed DJ R Double. For a full list of artists on the Black Exposed Drive Home Street Mix, check out at Renee Double on his socials. You can catch Black Exposed every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Stream live at ckwr.com and Black Exposed streams on podbean.com, YouTube and most streaming services after the broadcast. Thank you to my loyal Black Exposed fam. I'm Sandra Tyler. Celebrate your blackness in every shade. Stay blessed. Good night. I know I guess you know it when I ask if you still love me Just a product of my experience Learning to love myself through loving you Never had someone show me how to improve Trying to make you leave just to beat you to the punch But somehow you still, you still Put up with all my Nothing before you exist, nothing before you exist, nothing before you exist. I'm convinced I haven't exist. Cause nothing before you exist, nothing before you exist. Hey No, I'm blessed and highly favored. Asking God to let me see another day. I'm blessed, I don't have much. I usually learn the hard way. Gotta count Highly favored Every time that I wake up No, I'm not worthy But I got a purpose There ain't no other way But to stay prayed up Every day, every day, every day, every day I wake up Every day, every day, every day Before my makeup Every day, every day, every day Every day, every day, every day I know I'm blessed and highly favored Asking God to let me see another day Like every day, every day, every day, every day Every day, every day, every day Gotta stay prayed up To be a black Canadian is to be stuck between worlds Not Canadian enough for the Canadians But not cultured enough for our parents' countries To be a black Canadian that has been here for multiple generations is to be unacknowledged and all but forgotten. To be a black Canadian is to be welcomed with one hand and oppressed by the other. It is to be muted. It is to be sold on the story of inclusion while being denied of your own experiences. To be a black Canadian is to be the younger sibling of black America. They are the more popular child and always get the attention. Even when we go through similar things, it doesn't seem like anybody cares when they happen to us. It is to have your contributions towards building this country erased. It is to have your stories go untold. It is to have your neighborhoods be gentrified or demolished. It is to come from an English-speaking country only to be put in ESL. To be a black Canadian is to be raised by parents who were raised in countries where they were the majority. To find yourself being the only one that looks like you in the room. I'm Sandra Tyler and you're listening to Black, 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 Black Exposed on 98.5 CKWR.